yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Credit for this song though. I'm Dennis Rodman. The money count is the only moment of silence. Money balance is always drugs and violence. Hat trick under my mattress. Date I stop steal has an asterisk after it. After all, I can make the call. I can baptize a brick as I wash away my sins like a Catholic. Who the fuck ain't master this? America's nightmares and Children of a lesser God when your melanin's got a tint. And I can't even mention what I sent or what I spent. Cause my name in 18 wheelers is evidence. I put my booze in them cruise collections. Life's a bitch. No, on her shoe collection. Take your pick. Paid in full. I'm like just here for hold, man. G's on my body. The new Gucci has less monogram. God's got him. Let he without sin cast the first stone. So I built that old glass quad level first home. Shatter all of your misconceptions. Hold all of the missing weapons. You thought I would miss my blessing. The ultimate misdirection. Yeah. 
drug dealer. For 14 years, he sold crack cocaine. Uh. Federico Fellini in the flesh. Sergio Ciccini inside his mesh. Bitch, I've been breaking since the 80s. Google me, baby, you crazy. 89 in London pulling bins up. Type it in, Google's your friend, bruh. 14-year drug dealer and still counting. Who deserves the medal of freedom is my accountant. He been hula hooping through loopholes, working round shit. IRS should have had the townhouses surrounded. Thanks to the lawyers, I marbled the foyer, I tore the floor up, yeah, that's for the koi fish. We've been dining on oysters, I walked through the garages like multiple choices. I told him pull a Royce up, I'm getting ghosts. I'm hearing noises, I think it's the boys, but I've been banking the Dutch. We got storefronts, we got employee stubs, we've been opening studios and 4040s up. The paper trail is gorgeous, cases we bury some before a reasonable doubt drop. The jury hung, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. My tenure took me through Virginia. Ask Teddy Rally about me. Ask the Federalis about me. Try to build a cell around me. Snatch my nigga Emory up. Try to get him to tell about me. He told 12, give me 12. He told him to go to hell about me. Drug dealers anonymous. Y'all think Uber's the future. Our car's been autonomous. Mules move the drums. Take them to different spots. We just call the shots by simply moving our thumbs. I'ma cause some miracles with this shit. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Therein lies the peace of God. I always knew I was a prophet, but I couldn't find a decent job. Life made me ambidextrous. Counting with my right, whipping white with my left wrist. Damn, Daniel. FBI keep bringing better than you can be you. Every time they tell you, I'm a big, you the fuck back up, nigga. Took a lot of losses, had to bounce back. She got ass loving when they bounce back. Came back strong, had to bounce back. Applying pressure, watch a nigga bounce back. Pushing, I ball in his face and he think that I'm pushing. Like, what we gonna talk about? Ain't shit to talk about. I pull the calls on these niggas, I call them out. Pushing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pushing, yeah, Okay, then. Mastermind Podcast, episode 57. We up in here. Let me see, I'm going live. Yes, sir. Y'all bear with me. Oh, I got Mr. Jones. Special deal. Hey, Mr. Jones, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jones. Mastermind Podcast, episode 57. Yeah, we got man. a special guest in the house tonight, Ms. Robbie Wilson. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yes, sir. So listen, right? We here. We got Miss Robbie in the building. How you doing today, Miss Robbie? I'm wonderful. That's what's up, man. So, so like, give the people a little bit about yourself. Let tell the people about yourself. Give an introduction. Hey, my name's Robbie, and I'm from Grenada. And I am married to Kyle Wilson, and he owns a sale barn down the road at uh, Grenada Livestock. And we have two children, a three-year-old and an eleven-month-old, and I love them. And I guess they're real important to me, so I started with that. But I've been working in the city for a few years now, and since I moved back to law school from 
or move home from law school, I've been here and tried to get in with Grenada and, and do what I can as with my law degree since then. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, you say you're from Grenada. Um, what school did you attend to? I went to Kirk Academy. Oh, uh, Kirk. Shout I out to the Kirk. I graduated with 28 people. How, how are all of y'all doing? All right. <laughs> all 28 of you. All 28 of you, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. And you did your college in um, Old Miss, right? I did. I had a wonderful four years at the University <laughs> of Mississippi. <laughs> I can only want, I can only imagine what that was like. It was just <laughs> right. It was fun. It's like, we're going to see about that. So, it during your time in Old Miss, was it, would you say, was it culturally diverse? Yeah, I was there when the whole thing was going on about removing the, um, you know, Colonel Reb, and so mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I'm personally glad they were out rid of the bear, but <laughs> um, I was okay with it. I'm, I, it's an old thing, and I, I, I was excited about it. I was a double history major, and so I learned a lot in one of these 300 level classes, and this guy was wonderful and taught us all about the Civil War and how. Um, things actually you know the civil war was 100 percent, and he convinced me about slavery and in my studies and things like that and so it's important to me these confederate flags and things they belong in a museum as well as colonel reb and so i'm okay with it i think it uh, that was going on at the time but um i learned a lot from it and i think that we all came together and came out better because of it hey, we got an early shout out for you um keisha gold to say hey rob you done got me out of plenty of trouble <laughs> Hey girl, I love her. She's so pretty. Yeah, she's, she's always got good hair. That's one of our friends of the show, right there. Uh-huh. She's sweet. So, what you running for? What what position would you be running for? Um, coming uh, up, I am running for the position of county prosecutor. Ooh, prosecutor, prosecutor. So mm. let's let, let's take a moment here because a lot of people when they hear prosecutor, a lot of people they think they mean they they don't care about us. So, what is something that you gonna bring to? to the city of being the prosecutor. Some things that you may want to change. I, um, and, and the prosecutor is supposed to be a pretty tough position and I will be firm on things that need to be firm about and um, uh-huh. especially heinous crimes and any crimes against children that, you know, were proven for sure and heinous and I don't, that won't get me excited at all. But otherwise, I, um, I think that we have a large problem in Grenada and nationally as well. We've abused our jails. Um, as far as overpopulation, we've made a lot of money since about 1970 just putting people in jail, and it's become just this billion-dollar industry at the at the expense of the people that are in it, as well as their mom and dad and children and everybody on the outside. And so, um, I know I got way off track, but no, get me back going because that's something I really care about. Right, that's um, fine. Yeah, most definitely because um, these prisons actually <clears throat> done turn. Um, what was supposed to be rehabilitation time into profit. Because the people supposed to go to jail to rehabilitate. But they done turned it into this multi-billion dollar business that um, for some reason they feel like is it's okay. I don't like people that, that, that hold people hostage and make people do jobs. Like when, when we, when we talk about, um, your role as prosecutor like how do you plan to be accessible to everyday civilians like how do you plan on being accessible okay so i want to start with what i do now as public defender in the city and it kind of goes together so just real quick when a crime happens in the city 
of Grenada, we come to municipal court. If it happens out in the county, we go to justice court, which is Judge Talent and Judge Williamson. Right now, the city court judge is Judge Harlow. Mm -hmm. And so those judges, all three of them, do not have jurisdiction over a felony case. They can only have a probable cause or a show cause hearing, which means that the defendant or a crime was probably committed and the defendant probably committed it. So I always laugh in court and I say I lose for a living because the threshold is so low and hearsay <laughs> is admissible. And so I uh, don't like my job because of that reason, because right. I'm always a loser. But um, I'm gonna try to just soften the blow a little bit. But the point is, is that when that person's in jail on a felony, they're on our city's tab because the city, you know, is the one arrested them. Mm -hmm. Well, and by law, the constitution allows for 14 days until we get to have a preliminary hearing or they, you know, have to have a preliminary hearing. That hearing binds them over to wait the action of the grand jury. And over the last four years, we have had just waiting on these grand jury sessions. And I'm aware that a lot of it has to do with, you know, backed up crime lab stuff in Jackson mm -hmm. or whatever. But a lot of it has to do with just simply keeping up with the people and maybe whether the victim wants to still testify, or if the victim's alive, or if the officer's still working for Grenada or whatever the situation may be in which that my point is, is that over the last four years, my research that we get these little things called no bill list and um no bill list that means the people that were not in, not indicted by the grand jury for that term and mm -hmm. the grand jury usually meets twice a year sometimes more it just depends and over the last four years in a very very nice way i calculated it um 428 defendants were not indicted and they collectively spent 19,780 days in jail Sheesh. And this is just in Grenada, and it costs $39.10 a day. So if you want to calculate that out to just their room cost, it was something like $771,586.08. If you look over the four-year expenditure of what we spent on, I kind of just averaged it out. We, we pay about seventy-eight grand a month in liability insurance, and like we were discussing earlier for the clothing, and so I kind of... I saw one bill for like $980 for some clothes, and I mean, they need those, I'm not saying that. Uh, dental work, anything like that that they need for sure, especially with the nurses and all that. But um, on at, like an average cost of all those things, you know, even getting the copier machine work fixed on at the, at the jail, um, the water and everything else, those 428 defendants cost us $2.6 million in four years. Oh, and th those are the people that we just told to go home, that we're sorry. And so we also have a lot of people in jail that we're ready to are either are in jail waiting to a TVC or maybe they're in jail and it's their first felony and they would just like to get out because they can't make that bond in between time, but they're gonna get non-adjudicated probation or something, but they gotta sit in jail till we get to grand jury. And so my point is, is that I already go to the jail once a week and, and I print out this nice little list that tells you just perfectly who's in jail, how long they've been there, what they're charged with. And by law, the county res prosecutor is responsible for all felonies presented to the grand jury in Grenada County. So at the minute that they're off of my tab in the city, if you will, as public defender, when I get done with them, which is within 14 days after they're arrested, arrested most of the time, most of the time it's way less than that. You right. know, we try to get it done quickly, especially during the holidays and things like that. Um, we, uh, you know, just look at the list and keep up with it and, and make sure that we talk with our officers and maybe set a little more guidelines on maybe let's get our evidence together in 30 to 60 days rather than two years and, um, and make, you know, and get it going and make sure that we could do bills of information, even if they are guilty, just some things that we could go ahead and do to save taxpayers money uh, is the big thing. And then to 
to just get the people out of out of the worst possible place they could be, especially for a lot of the crimes that these people are committed. Jail's not the solution for drug crimes when there's more drugs in jail than out of jail. So we know there are at least two options when it comes to um, the administration of justice, either rehab or um, punishment. Um, in this position, you see which um option you know fits your um where you're running for yeah i definitely think it depends on the crime that's committed you know um i again like heinous crimes and things like that i'm just probably you know especially children um if it were my child i'd hope the person didn't make it to the courthouse but i'm not a person that um I will say this out loud. I don't. I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't think it would ever be be a rare situation to offer it. But it's not my job to take a life. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I didn't, that's God. I think, and so I uh, I care about that. But I, I, I plan to be a firm prosecutor in that we're not going to waste money. I, I hear when you're saying we're not going to waste no more money. Well, we're going to be firm across the board though, mm -hmm. because we've got. Of discrepancy in bond and things like that. Sometimes we've got you know somebody in jail on murder for fifty thousand dollars, and then a domestic violence victim and her children who are terrified for their life, and the guy gets OR'd, and you know I just can't handle that. We're gonna um, we've really got to do some work in the community with domestic violence and stuff like that, so that we can prevent some of these deaths, even just like mm -hmm. this week that happened. Most of the most. I've read statistically at least that most, especially like law enforcement people that get hurt as well as just murders come from domestic violence situations, which makes sense because people really get excited about their feelings towards each other and I'm, you know, we're all like that. And so I'm going to be quiet again because I got <laughs> off track. So uh, what, <laughs> what prompted you to run exactly? Okay. Uh, I... It was a very, like, I, when I called my dad and my grandmother and I told them that I wanted to, they were like, no. Uh, they, my dad was like, you know how long you cried? And I was like, oh, no. And I was never going to do it again. Like, no. But I did it because I've had two children since I ran last time. And it's changed my life. It's changed my view about being a lawyer. I used to think that, well, we're just going to take that child from that mama that don't know how to act. And how silly was I? Because that mama cares about, or that child cares about that mama so much that, I think that reunif reunification, which is by law the goal, is definitely the goal. You know, I think that where we're missing in youth court is, is that we're not, we're taking children and we're doing this, but we're not helping the child and we're not helping the mama get back on track either. And so wow. I have, again, no idea what you asked me because I got back on Speaking about youth court, though, um, I remember the time where the youth court was connected with AOP. Uh, adolescent offender program. Mm -hmm. My mom worked up for like 16 years, right? And um, one thing that the U Court did at one time was when the kids got in trouble, instead of sending them off, they sent them to AOP. Mm -hmm. You know, but now there's no AOP no more. So now they just get sent off. It's a program, a, a, a small third-party program like AOP. It's something that you want to see back in Grenada, especially dealing with the youth because it's a problem. Because these kids are getting institutionalized early. Like, they going in here 15, 16 years old, and they pretty much did a light prison sentence. So, they pretty much already done been... Do you think that something like AOP can help the youth again? 
I do. I think that we have got to teach our youth, I don't care if they're 17 and 364 days or if they're seven or whatever, that the police and the court system are only there to help them. And right now, the way it's set up, when they get there, you know, the environment's not even well. It's hot. It's muggy. It's If it's in the winter, it's mm-hmm. cold. Uh, it's crowded. They have to sit there all day. I just don't even want them in the room. Um, they shouldn't have to go through that. No different than a child at St. Jude. You know, they try to make it the best possible situation because they're in the worst, one of the worst possible right. situations, especially the abused children. I have spent a little bit of time with Bridget Reed at the youth court. I just went and met with her twice because she works there. And so I was trying to get in with the people that work there. I have only been in youth court probably three or four times, maybe five times total in the last two years. And it's because I just, I just cry when I leave court and I just can't do it because I, I, I can't change it. And so I just get mad and getting mad doesn't do any good because you can ask how that goes so for me. So the prosecutor, is there something you'll be able to change? It will be because the prosecutor is the one that suggests everything to the judge. I cannot wait for the opportunity. I hope I get it that I can work with the people that are already trying to work. And as well as our park and rec. I was talking to my, I was walking doors in Oak Grove yesterday and I was talking to some people about, okay, so if we all paid $20 all year round and we had 15 youth court guys or whatever, because right now we've got a good little chunk of good looking men out from like the um, boys home. There's a couple <laughs> in the program. And anyway, they could have a job, you know, we provide them with the things that they need to cut that grass in 20 years a, a month for all of us that live in Oak Grove, well, you know, prorated throughout the whole year. These kids need to taught and be able, not even just taught how to work, but to be able to gain confidence from that work. And right. confidence is the biggest thing. And I think that, well, I think Jesus is the biggest thing and the confidence comes right mm-hmm. after that. Right. And so by working with our churches and our schools, we're gonna be able to do parenting classes and have it done. These things are already offered in our town. By law, they're supposed to be court ordered, but we just need to work together to, to with the churches here and the and the school to, to combine our resources to do everything we can, all the way from, from Holcomb all the way to Gore Springs. And I promise you, I plan to make sure that we're gonna have monthly meetings or something and where everybody's gonna get therapy. on board. Therapy also needs to be. Oh, it's a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. Uh, therapy for our police officers. Uh, mm. You know, ther- they, we've had uh, right here, I was, you know, I've got some statistics here of our 911 phone calls and stuff. And since 2015 to 2018, because that's what I'm running for, so that's what I care about, they've never changed. You know what I mean? And so, and I care about domestic violence a whole lot because it's a, it's just a growing problem in Grenada and or it's just hovering around the same. And we can use things like technology to deal with things like that, as well as most of the time, woman, and I will say, I don't, everybody always asks me, well, what's the t- statistics of a man getting abused? And I'm just really sorry. I know there's three men in here, but I have no idea. I care about my girls. And so, um, I, uh, I'm sorry. But, it's cool, um, it's cool. And I, I know I'm public defender. I see it too. We've, we've got to raise the board all the way across, and I do an anger management class so that I started that. Eric Fowler teaches it for me. Autumn Sanford has too. She's a uh, counselor here in town. and. We're all, we've got a good gr- young group of people because that's an alternative to a $645 fine just because this guy was disorderly conduct. For I mean, just because he talked back or whatever. I've yeah. done that too if you look at my record. So it's, um, it's providing different options for people at a lower rate. This class only costs $200 rather than $645. And you get this nice little certificate and it's just another thing to give the judge. They don't even do things like that in justice court unless, I mean, now I will say I've had some lawyers try to do it with me. I appreciate that, but I'm excited about the opportunity to do it everywhere because it's just small stuff like teaching legal tactics, like 
you might not want to say F you, but you can say, God bless America, you know, and that's how they need to start handling things. It's just kind of retraining the brain on some things. So how do you remain positive in such a dirty political game? Because you say you done ran before. What are some of the things that you learned when you ran the first time? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know if it's positive or hard-headed. <laughs> uh, I don't like to lose. Um, and I honestly told myself that, um, if, if you know, I'm okay with losing because I pray, and every day I pray, that if I wake up Wednesday morning and I'm not winning, that the, my opponent, and I mean this, that my opponent starts to do his job full-time and not just walk by the kids leaving court. Let's actually look at them and talk to them and spend some time with them and see their needs. And I think that if I were born just by the grace of God, that I was born into the family I was born into, and John Doe over here, a six-week-old baby, is born into the family that he's born to, and God loves us both the same, we've got to start helping each other out. And mm -hmm. uh, this is a tax-paying job that pays for it. And so even if I don't win, I really, really, really hope that people start taking an action towards this position and the lawyers in town and what we could be doing for the people because with our law degrees. So you think that'll set you apart from your the incumbent now? You think you think you care a little more maybe? Uh, he has children. I think he's a great guy. I think he cares about people for sure. Um, he has his own practice, and and I don't do any good at that. I. I I have a building, but it's not what I care about. I've always wanted to write the law, and um, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but you know, when the first day of law school, they asked us to write down on a card um, why you're here, and so I wrote it down on a note card, and he took it up, and I never thought I'd see it again. <laughs> and on the last day of law school, he read them out, and I wanted to crawl under the table, but mine was, if you can't beat them, you join them, mm. and uh, I've still got that note card because my daddy's always told me, baby, you can't change the world, and I'm like, well, Dang it, I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. And right. so it's, it's, right. it's these people. It's it's in the last year alone in the city court, I've represented from June 1st of 2018 to June 1st of 2019, I've represented 596 black people that make up 2,618 arrests, which means that those same 596 black people that I could probably sit here and name you their names to have been arrested 3.8 times a day in the last year. Shucks. 727 white people have been arrested 1,709 times in the last year. That's like two times, a little more than two times a day. These people are hurting. Their families are hurting. And so, again, that grace of God thing, if I get to start fresh every day, so do they. So, do they. so why do you think there's such a big disparity between, like, how many times those same 500 black people arrested and those 700 white? Why do you think it's such a big um, disparity between the two? Shot the double cup. Hold on. You got to shot the double cup out. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's because my refrigerator ice, it'll break through, and it's just terrible. I got you. Um, it's football season. It's different. <laughs> uh, why do I think that? Well, and let me say this. I'm in. This is city court numbers here, city arrests. These uh -huh. numbers I just talked about, those last few figures, everything else has been countywide. Uh -huh. It's because most black people live in the city. It's the biggest discrepancy. But even if you look at the county numbers, it's like 42 black arrests compared yeah, 42 black arrests compared to like 117 white arrests or something like that. I think that um, I love Mario Price. He died at Double Quick a couple of years ago. and yeah. I, 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 My mom lives in Alabama, so I'd joke and I'd hug him. I'd say, I see you more than I see my mama. And um, they were the one he arrested as a, you know, new training, I always thought. And um, I hate that because I don't think that there's a wasted life. I think that we have got to 
and we are not helping them at all. I mean, the judge and I, we always, and, and the prosecutor as well, it's like, well, we don't know what to do. And so, everybody um, deserves a second chance. Mm -hmm. and, and there's so many churches here and wonderful people that help, but they're maxed out with the homeless people that they can take in. And, right. uh, and, and we're all, and the judge especially is all about keeping people in jail when it's cold and when they're hungry. And, um, and, and that's something, but that's not many of them. We have a lot of traffic through here, but my thing is, is that our money, I believe, Sheriff's Department, Police Department alike, should be coming off that interstate where people that don't live here, we ought to be taking their money on our tickets and putting it towards our people that have, we have created a large pool of people that are just suffering because they're, you know, not all of them want to get clean, but so many of them. And most shoplifters, well, they're high when they're doing it with money in their pocket. And mm -hmm. it's just, they don't, Drugs are a hard thing to beat, and it's a depression thing, and I think that confidence thing goes back with it, and we've got to raise the standard of living for everybody and all get on an equal playing field by working together, and I just really think it'll improve everything. I do. Um, quick question, fun question. Do you know what state has the worst drug problem? No, I have no idea. Vermont. Why? <laughs> and you'll never know that they have a bad heroin problem in Vermont. But you'll never hear about it because they don't treat it as a crime. They treat it as a health problem. That's why you'll never hear about it. You would think that one of the southern states would have a worse heroin um, addiction, but it's actually in Vermont. And they, they, they don't they don't tackle it as a as a crime. They tackle it as a um, a, a health problem. Epidemic. But now um, it is a health problem, and we're our country is we're the most we we keep more people incarcerated than any country in the world, and, <coughs> and we have the most crime than any country in the world. <laughs> exactly. Go figure. I watched uh, a thing on rats the other day, and if you put a rats in a in a jail, and that you give them some water with crack, and you give them water or whatever it is with with healthy stuff, and when they're in a small confined area, this, these people out of Vancouver did this back some study whenever ago, they don't do well at all, but when they created over here rat heaven, and you know, like a hotel, if you can imagine, they mm -hmm. gave them the crack and the water, they went to the water every time. Mm, We're no different than a rat, I mean, right, you know. Right. So do you envision any activity or opportunity for this position um, of county prosecutor to offer information to the community about how to combat crime? Yes, I'm so excited about awareness. We need awareness. Like, I want to go to the bathroom in a public restaurant and sit down and look and have a... If you are a domestic violence victim, call this number. Mm. If you have a gambling addiction, call this number. I want to have a present office. So many times we have victims that, of course, it's my person that did it to them, and so I can't really feel sorry for them at the time, but you know I do. And so they don't have anywhere to go, or they're confused until grand jury, which... As y'all learned earlier, it's like, you know, a year or two yeah, away. Right. And so by that, and that's a lot of, has to do with it, by a year or so. I'm sure they're over it or they've moved or whatever. But um, these people have nowhere to go. They don't know what to do. Uh, a lot of times if it's domestic violence and you're not in the home anymore because the only shelters we have are not in Grenada, which is another thing. But So they have to, re you know, remove their whole self. And um, I try already, we try to do things like get people in hotels and transportation for those victims to other places, but that's not the answer for them when their children are here in school. Um, I would like to use technology. We've been doing that in city court. Judge Harlow's been doing it to wear this bracelet thing. Um, I call it Amy's Law, but the whole idea is that it's just no different than a house arrest bracelet, and in certain bad enough situations when the women and children are in harm's way, um, in major harm's way, you put you make the anklet make a sound so the mm -hmm. defendant can hear 
I mean, the victim can hear the defendant coming, and the defendant's obviously going to stop because he's got this ratchet sound coming from his bracelet. Right. And then she can hear him and be like, oh, my goodness, and call the police and get out of Dodge because, I mean, his bracelet would call the police too, but they call New Orleans, and then they call 911. It takes a second. So it's actually worked in a few really dangerous situations, and I think it's a great thing all the way around because it saves money with domestic violence victims mm -hmm. or in domestic violence shelters. And it keeps the children in the home, even when, even if mom and dad or girlfriend, boyfriend are not married and dad's on the lease. Well, that temporary judge's order overrides your lease. And so, you know, a lot of times or the situation because of the no contact order. And so, again, I'm on the girl's side and I'm sorry. Right. Girl's so, so, Lisa, um, um, do you know the Karen prosecutor? I do. Her, yeah. Well, the city prosecutor right, or the right. judge. The County prosecutor. Um, the city county. Or you running for the city county? She ran for county. County, I'm county, for county prosecutor. We okay. have two. I'm so, so sorry. So the county. So the county prosecutor. Do you know him and how y'all relationship is? I know him. He's older than me. He went to the same. He went to Kirk also. Um, his wife was cotillion uh, sponsor over me when I was younger. They're good. They're a little bit older than me, so I don't know them that well. But um, my husband went to school with them out in Duck Hill, and they know each other. And and again, he's never been anything but nice to me. I like him fine, but. Uh, I plan on making it my full-time job and because I don't have a law office and to you know to take my own private cases I, I really really want to do this full-time and so that's that's really our only difference otherwise he's a very fine lawyer and knows probably way more about a lot of subjects than me but not domestic violence in my people in, in city court so would you be opposed to having the last quarterly town hall meeting I would not at all I think we need I think we all got to come together better um, we need meetings with church leaders as well as local organization leaders as far as the Garden Club, the Rotary Club, the DAR. If we could get all the presidents together and some people at, you know, some of these senior living homes, there's nobody better to come watch children who are, while their parents are getting help with finance classes or whatever it might be, there's another thing. Mm, that sounds good. We have a law library in the um, courthouse and, 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 you know, the one thing you can do is represent yourself. You don't need a lawyer. And so there's so many things like expungements. It's just a piece of paper, guys. I can't wait to teach people how to do it. You pay the filing fee at the court. You know, you don't have to have a lawyer for that. Uh, I want these kids to know the law. My little sister's in high school and or she just graduated. I spoke one time to them on cyber stalking because it's a felony if you say something like, you know, I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna beat you up, or even in those like little words that they use, like "kill me now" or "Kate," whatever yeah. they use. It's like even if it could be charged as a felony, and that arrest doesn't go away, even if the it's a big deal, you know, at such at a young age. And so, I think that um, I don't know where I was going with that, except that I have no idea. What um, like, how do you plan on balancing like being county prosecutor? along you know with your emotion seeming that you are a highly emotional lady right so much. you mean. know because so so how do you plan on juggling you know the job of being kind of prosecuted with your emotion i um mm. you can ask people i work with in court now i'm trying to do better i just have to go sit in a room and think about it as i get older i learn to deal with my emotions better shout out uh, to reggie meditate he taught me how he teaches yeah, me how to meditate uh -huh, to meditate. deal with my feelings but um i'm gonna tell you there's uh i can't control my feelings sometimes especially when i know i'm right or when i know that my client's guilt or innocent or whatever and it just fires me up and i don't care if they put me in jail i'll get somebody to come bond me out because 
it I don't sleep at night when somebody goes to jail that's not supposed to be there. Right. So um, we like the military stuff. We like standing up for what we believe. In yeah. That. So my passion is a problem, but um, I'd rather be. You know, once somebody told me one time, "Well, you'll get a black heart," and I said, "Well, when I get a black heart, I'm going to quit doing that. Right. Uh, I'll go be a fraternity house mom or something." <laughs> okay. Um, we have a comment here. They said the Grenada County Democratic Party is open to hosting and partnering the meeting if necessary. Um, or town hall meeting. No, okay, then, uh, no, the Grenada Democratic Party is open to doing it. Okay, and, um, I love that. Yes, and um, and I hope that my opponent and, and will we'll do that. It. If I if we are not successful, I really do. I hope that he'll get involved with the people and um, really care about these numbers that I'm talking about. So I hope y'all keep mastermind podcast and uh, mine. We got ready to put that together. We'll host it. So, um, <laughs> what do so what do you want the people to know about you out of this interview? All in all, in the nutshell, what do you want people to know about Robbie Wilson? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I just want y'all to know that I'm from Grenada. I have children here. I I have, I have, care so much about CNS Advance as, as a whole county. Everybody here. I love success. I don't care who's getting it. I'm going to applaud it. Um, and I want people to know that I'm here if you need me. Like, Facebook me, call me, email me. Um... I want to talk to you. I want to talk about it. I want your vote, of course, but I, I can't wait to work with so many people on what we could actually do for people. Um, and so that's what I really want them to know is the community and just, I want them to know that I'm here for them and I plan to be an open book and, and I'll help how I can every time I'm called to. All right, look, there you go right there. Mm-hmm. Is some information on the back? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. June 24th, well, it's passed, but that was the absentee ballot. Um, she had on her July 8, 2019, a deadline. Register for vote. August, August 3rd, 2019, absentee voting deadline. August 5th, 2019, um, absentee voting deadline by mail. Um, August 6th, 2019, primary election day. So Okay, I got another question. Um, how do you feel about um, pleadios? I um. My fellow lawyers won't like this, but I think that they were set up for lawyers to make money. I, I think that so everybody was supposed clothes. to be afforded a, pair, a fair trial, so I don't know why we would offer somebody seven years for murder, and then you go to jail, or you go to the trial and, you know, give it a shot at least, and I think that that's what the whole Constitution is about, is everybody gets that fair trial. Um, I think that it's about... We don't offer, you don't, you don't, you should, you should not be punished for going in front of a jury. Uh, you should not. And so we had a case one time where the guy was offered like 10 years and he got 40. And I'm just like, well, goodness, if, if the crime carried 40, he shouldn't have been offered anything less than 40 or not, like, not much, you no. know. And so I, uh, one time, I'm not going to tell y'all who I talked to about it, but I asked a guy what he thought about plea deals. And he even told me, he said, they're easier to plea if they're in jail. And well, no kidding. No. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right either. I just about do anything you wanted me to to get out to my children. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, I would do anything you wanted me to, whether mm-hmm. it be a coerced confession. I'd tell True. you, I did it all day long to go home to my two children. And so, well, scrap with not opposed to snitching. Sometimes you just got to tell it. You got to tell it. You got to tell it. You just have to, like, especially if you didn't do it. I, like, that's what we was talking yeah. about. If, if I didn't do it and I'm with somebody and I go to jail, I'm going to tell it. 
I'm telling. We civilians. I'm not going to prison we, we in the you, anymore, because you should be a stand-up person and, and be like, nah, that man didn't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But now, I'm going to give you time to tell it. If you don't tell it, I'm going to tell it. Yeah, right. that's how I feel. I feel like that. But now, I think with the plea deals, though, um, I think it's, I think that it, it, it's super ironic that um, when when most of the time these people do go to trial in a lot of those cases that they don't they usually get out though like a lot of people that I know they come from my set like they will offer the plea deal they didn't take it and then find out the courts had nothing they didn't have so they could have pleaded and then they could have been a felon. Well, right. they didn't even have any evidence on them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think we should be doing jury trials, like, all the time. Rather, we only, it's kind of a rare thing here to have a jury trial, and, and it's a rare thing everywhere, I'm learning. But um, I think it I think it's best to let those jurors decide that's how it was set up, and that's how, you know, they set it up a long time ago. I almost ago. Like agree with it 100%, but well, I Well, not I all kinda, the time, but yeah. as far as the prosecutor going up, it all being behind closed doors, and especially when you're talking about people who are already on paper, or they're already a felon, and they're really looking at, oh boy, you know, I'm really right. screwed, or I gotta do what this guy tells me to do. Right. And so, it's already been worked out, we'll, we'll give you five years, not adjudicated, not adjudicated probation this, whatever, drug court that, and without actually looking at the whole situation to see if that option actually fits that defendant and his situation, you know, mm-hmm. I think that the situation matters a whole lot. I, I'm not saying that for every crime, I think, but jail, so jail is not the solution for petty drug crimes. I'm just tired of mm. having these people, one, 1.2 grams of meth, whatever. And a lot of these people that were not indicted are the same 596 people or 727 people that I'm talking about. Right. They cannot break the circle. Right. And so I want my youth court people, I, I don't know, I've got all these ideas. I want them to learn how to do woodworking and build tiny homes that we can put on wheels after people complete a drug program that they've got somewhere to live. Wonderful. And they can take it with them and put it wherever. And then the, that money can go to funding these things. And with all the money that we save in jail, I just can't wait to get in that room with the supervisors. And um, I'm good at asking my daddy for money my whole life. And he goes to all those meetings. And so it'll be a fun time if I ever get there. Uh, to put start putting some of it towards some girly things. Do you, know? you feel like the court should be responsible um, for putting a man in jail if he innocent? Do you feel like the court should be responsible? If they for find it? out the guy was innocent, should right. the court have to pay for, pay for their wrongful conviction? Uh, I don't know about the court. I don't know what you mean by that because the judge a lot of times is only given what he's given, right? right. So it has a lot to do with the police officers, the prosecutor, and the defense attorney. But I think that if you've been in jail wrongfully for any amount of time, that you should be reimbursed every day with an apology card to all of your family and flowers. I mean, just there's nothing worse than taking somebody's freedom. That's what our whole that's what our whole country's about. And if we don't follow the law, how could we expect anybody else to? So yes, I, I think that. So who who would you who do you think should be responsible then? If you don't feel like the court should be responsible for it. Well, and I just mean like as far as actual funding goes, right, right, the right, court right. doesn't have that much funding. But yeah. I think if the taxpayers are responsible for the 2.6 million we just told them to go home by, glad y'all got to stay in our jail for a while, <laughs> then why can't they pay for it? I don't right. care who pays for it, but somebody's gonna pay for it. Did you um? Did you see the Netflix um TV the TV special on when they see us? I didn't see all of it, but I saw I, I read a lot about it. I saw the last. The, like the third series or whatever, watched a few minutes of it, I'll tell you, just cried because it is still a very 
live and real problem, um, especially in Mississippi. Uh, I drive a Yukon. I'm not going to get pulled over. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the car seats or not, but um, if you don't drive that and you even look like somebody that might be doing something wrong, you're probably going to get pulled over. If you know, And I hate that. It's a very... It's a very prevalent problem still, and it's life ruining. I mean, it is just like those boys. It, it's their whole life. I mean, their whole life. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that God didn't have a plan for their life and that they didn't do wonderful things and obviously become these great things. But I think as people, we owe each other. We're all going to be in the same place one day, I hope. And um, I just hope we all get to hug one day. And I don't know why we wouldn't help everybody try to get there is what I'm getting at. Whatever color you are, whatever, you know, football team you go for. I know the Alabama people get real upset about that. But, Roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> Roll Tide. My mom put a meme on Facebook the other day. It said something about, um, it was a Jeopardy thing. It said, uh, who hasn't been rebuilding their team since 800 B.C.? And it was Tennessee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got one more question. Uh-huh. All right. So, um. Inclusive the perpetrator, um, the victim of abuse, children, um, the mentally ill, the homeless. Do you see there's um, a way of rehabilitation like ACT, SAT classes, and all that? Like, do you see there's a way to offer them that? Like, would you put into effect as a prosecutor? Like, if I could, yes. I um, I'm talking about all the way from helping somebody get their driver's license. We're gonna, we will continue things and help the person get what they need whether it be this anger management or whether it be these other programs I can't wait to try to work with whoever's going to be the tax assessor maybe give some of these business a little little tax cut so we could get some people working at their businesses and not and I know they have to have employees and stuff and um, I know that I got off topic again but I think that as I'm pretty good at begging uh, (laughs) and so you know I I, and I, I can hear the Judge Harlow now saying, Miss Wilson, I'd like a legal argument uh, rather than a moral one. And so um, I think that by being the prosecutor and being the one that suggests to the judge and, have, and being the one that works with the officers on a daily basis, these officers, I know that a lot of people don't believe this, and it's not every officer, but so many of them, they are very underpaid and overworked. They're the ones out there looking for our children in the middle of the night. They're, it's hot outside. They have suicide calls. They, they're missing birthday parties. They're doing the hard job. And um, I, I just can't wait to help them as much as I can. They, they have been done wrong, I think, by um, our county and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, as a whole. If it weren't for Willis Engineering's metal detector, you know, we would never go get to find a gun that one of my clients says that I don't think it's fair that we've got to be in jail and trying to find uh, or trying to provide the tool to get us out of jail. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that our officers, just like the counseling we talked about earlier, as well as giving them access to Westlaw and things like that online, so where they can stay up to date on the law, they hate seeing people die. They hate doing it. You know, most of them, and they want everybody to succeed. And I just want to work with them to help them to succeed. We've got enough officers at the police department, sheriff's department, and families that if we would all just get together and talk about it, I can't imagine what we'd do. Shout out to my brother, Game Boy, Antonio Bliss. That's my best What friend. a great police yeah, officer. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know him as a police officer. He just didn't hear me, me, so you know. Shout out to my brother. I love him to death. Though, you know, so. And to his new baby. Yeah, he's one of yeah. he's one of our finest police yeah. officers. He works so hard. I love him. So you got. Um, I think we have a, a, all of our officers are great. I think that 
you know, they all try the best they can with the mm -hmm. cards that they're dealt, and they mm -hmm. get tired of representing these people. They get tired of putting them in jail over and over again. They get tired of me begging them, and but they they always are willing to work with me on getting people like let's say if you'll go to rehab rather than do this well that officer will be willing to drop this felony back down to a misdemeanor which is huge we just need more i need more help with the uh, while working with the community i've worked with a few churches it's going to be great to get these people into rehab so we can get them a better shot and i just can't i just really hope i get to do it that brings me to another segue though uh as a prosecutor can you or do you advise like for them to retrain officers or, or you know provide classes retrain officers and stuff like mm. that i'm gonna tell you i have no idea what the police officer training and all that has to do with or like what they have to do to get their certifications to do whatever they do but um i don't think that i think that you know it would be I, i'm gonna tell you that i'll be a prosecutor that we won't i won't know about it the day before looking at it going oh goodness what do i do what do i do we're gonna practice it beforehand and make sure that our you know the stat the laws are so wonderful they're usually just like one two three and four and so we're gonna make sure our facts match up with the laws and really work together on it to present that solid case so that that person can get bound over at that grand jury asap like mm -hmm. so they're not sitting in jail and so I don't know if I answered that person's question or what they were getting at because I don't know much about officer training, but I'm excited to work with them on keeping up with the law. It's called shepherdizing a case or something to make mm -hmm. sure that the mm -hmm. law is still up to date and it changes mm -hmm. all the time. And so I think it's super important to give every one of them a little note card. Okay, probable cause. Okay, do I need this, this, one, two, three. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I don't think it's training, but I think that a little bit of refreshment and some help and maybe just somebody who is... They already have to do the hard parts, what I'm saying. And, yeah. and for so long, they've had to do the hard part and the legal part. And this this part of the reason why I actually push them because they do the hard part on a daily basis. Like, no pro like it would be hard for me to be a police officer. Couldn't first. do it. Wouldn't do it. And um, I just feel like they probably do need refreshments every, every few days, every few months, every mm -hmm. few, you know, years maybe. Mm -hmm. Because they, they go through this same routine over and over. It gets so old to them, they get tired of it. Maybe they need to, you know, refresh on it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they need help from the community too. Or you know, I, uh, we need to work with them as well as. And you know, I think they do great. They um, do as much as they can. I, I always see bikes and things at Christmas that they're giving out. And yeah. and the park and rec is a great tool that we have through public service work. And so, mm. um, I, I don't I don't know why that's not in the county. I can't wait to ask her. I'm sure somebody will tell me so. Oh yeah, it, it, but, needs, um, it needs to be expanded and. I just, I think that we have a lot and lot and lot of in, just exciting improvements that could be done by using the legal system. Nobody's just ever tapped into it. Okay. That's the Mind Podcast, man. We got Miss Robbie Wilson in the building. Yes, sir. Listen, man, we're going to play a little game with her, man. <laughs> she seemed like she ain't into playing games like this. Yeah, she, she the old business. Well, listen, we got um this thing that we got that we call rapid questions, basically. Um, we're gonna ask you some quick questions, nothing hard, nothing out the way, real, right there. You up for it? Yes, yes, yes. Sure. <laughs> I, did I, they do this on Ellen? <laughs> I, I, I never watched Ellen before. I watched it. I watched it like a few times, like when you're sick as a kid or something. Yeah, you gotta watch Ellen. Well, we skip classes in college or something like that. You watch. But okay, this is the first okay, question. Okay. Um, how to call? 
And see, this is going to be a larger is really bad. Cause I'm like, hot or cold, what? Ah. <laughs> uh. Like, do you like being like the winner or the something? The winner or the something, right? Uh, that's tough. Um, currently, I'm going to say cold. Okay. <laughs> North or south? Of the United States? Yeah. <laughs> south, hello. Okay. I'm, I'm still upset we lost okay. the war. What's the worst okay. job you've had? Huh? What's the worst job you've had? Oh, um, hmm. Oh, my dad made me survey on his crew one time. Absolutely terrible. I have no idea what they're doing, and they wear those bulky outfits. And mm. Right. Uh, Ford or Chevy? Do you prefer a Ford or a Chevy? Okay, so hang on. Let me think about that George Strait show I'm going to like. Take a truck, take a Chevy. Yeah. Okay. George Strait told you that. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, favorite restaurant? It's the real hot seat now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, locally, it's a problem because they all vote, right? But uh, so, <laughs> so let's try not to do it which locally. I'm going to say Dukes one? in Oxford okay. or, uh, you know, AJ's. Which one want to vote for you? My favorite <laughs> restaurant in Oxford is Kabuki. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the hibachi? hibachi restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's so good. Yeah. I used to love Panini and... Shut the panini on the square. They, I think they shut it down. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay, so do you prefer um, breakfast or lunch? Food. <laughs> <laughs> no, duh, that was an easy question, huh? Favorite song. Lunch, because I don't like, I don't, I don't hate breakfast food, but I'm a chicken nuggets girl at 10:30 I'm, I'm at McDonald's. I'm with you on it. Favorite uh, song. Favorite song. Currently. Yeah. I don't know that I can say that out loud. Well, Old Town Road. That sounds good. No, come on. Give, give us a real nice. He just shoots stuff out there. Nobody likes this song for me. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it. Nobody <laughs> likes this song. My favorite song that I jam out to, uh, every Tuesday on the way to court, I jam out to it to remember, uh, is Carrie Underwood, Something in the Water. Okay, no, that's like all right. So, do you prefer day or night? Daytime, so I can see. Okay. <laughs> uh, biggest guilty pleasure. Who? Biggest guilty pleasure. Your biggest guilty pleasure. Oh, gosh. I love sweets. That's all I eat is sweets. I'm going to be diabetic. What's your favorite candy? Uh, Snickers, Reese's. Uh, I'm a Snickers man. I'm a Snickers man. Uh-huh. I have ice cream cake yeah, in my nice. house right now. Have you ever gotten one from Spencer's or Baskin? I like Mounds. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst. You're like, who even buys that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they used to make it. Yeah, I mean, hey, like, every You're going to get that. a bottle, bro. <laughs> Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead. You got, you got your next no, one. Okay. Uh, okay. Best advice you ever received? Well, I hadn't done it today, but it would be to uh, do more listening than talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like That's that. And, um, I can take that. And don't blow when you, you know, you get pulled over <laughs> you've been drinking. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, last one. People you would like to meet. From the past, uh, Princess Diana, I'd love to meet her. And we, and we were talking about Mother Teresa earlier, and so they kind of go together, right? Yeah. But, um, I'd like to meet like I told somebody one time FDR, and she hated it. And, um, <laughs> I uh, she totally schooled me on it, I'll tell you. And she answered Jesus. And since since that day four years ago, I've, I've I agree with her. If I could meet somebody from the past, it, it would be in a the most all way. And I promise you, I'd be laying down while doing it. But uh, he would be one of the first ones. And then, you know, I mean, I'd love to, you know, maybe meet like JFK Jr. Right? But other than that, 
Princess Diana gotta, gotta would be watch, the most recent one. You gotta watch OG OK now. Rabbit questions. We had Miss Robbie Willis Wilson in the house. Anything you wanna you wanna go out with a bang with? You wanna say anything that you feel like you probably didn't say? Remind them of voting date or anything we need to say, Mr. R B. Um, um if someone wants to meet with us and they have a small group or a group uh-huh. that they want to meet with us, contact us and we'll Make arrangement with them to comment. And that's all right, though. So if y'all got, what's our what's our contact? Yeah. 662-230-0383. And there it is, y'all. So if y'all have anything y'all want to discuss with this party, y'all hit that number up. They accepting call at appropriate time on this Mastermind Podcast, this episode fifty-seven, the special edition. Man, we appreciate you, Miss Woods, and we out. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. Yeah, Man, this wasn't even that hard.